The Lord Jesus had 12 original disciples, but those men were just the first of many more followers of Christ. They are an example for us to learn from and a reminder that God works in ordinary people. Are you a true follower of Jesus Christ? Let's study the 12 with Scott Pauley today and find truth that will help us all to follow more closely to Christ. There are several people in Scripture that are referred to as apostles. In fact, the Bible says in Ephesians that God gave some apostles. So that was a gift to the early New Testament church. In fact, even our Lord in the book of Hebrews is referred to as the great apostle and high priest of our profession. He was the ultimate sent one. But we're concentrating on the original disciples, the original apostles, and we know that there were 12, and we know that one of those was not a true follower of Jesus Christ. He rejected Christ, betrayed Christ, went to his own place, and that was Judas. We studied him in our last time together. So my question today is this, who took Judas's place? It's a great question, isn't it? And there's a lot of debate about it. In Acts chapter number one, where we studied the last mention of Judas, the context is that Peter and the disciples uh, were selecting someone to take Judas's place. In fact, in Acts 1 verse 21, it says, wherefore of these men, which have accompanied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. And they appointed two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, Thou, Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whether of these two thou hast chosen. So they're, they're trying to discern who it is that is supposed to take Judas's place. The Bible says in verse 26, they gave forth their lots, and the lot fell upon Matthias, and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. So they selected a man. They selected him by lot. Now, granted, they prayed over it, but they selected by lot, by an election, if you will, or by choice here, uh, who was to take Judas's place. And the man's name is Matthias. Now, he's not mentioned again. We know very little about this man. I'm sure he was a good man. Obviously, he was a qualified man in the eyes of the original 11 that were left. Uh, but my question to you is, was he indeed the, the 12th, the one to take the place of Judas? I'm thinking now of that proverb that says, the lot is cast into the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. It's my conviction from studying the rest of the New Testament, that God's selection, God's choice, uh, the, the 12th apostle. Remember in the, in the city of New Jerusalem someday, there's 12 foundations with the names of the apostles. So the question is, who's the 12th? It's certainly not Judas. What's my conviction? It is the apostle Paul. Do you remember in Acts chapter number 9 when he met our Lord on the road to Damascus? He saw the risen Christ, which was a mark of one of the apostles. Uh, the Lord said of him that he was a chosen vessel to bear his name unto the Gentiles. Remember, the original 12, 12 disciples, like the 12 tribes of Israel, were originally sent to the nation of Israel. But when Paul comes on the scene, this is a great bridge, a great transition to the Jew first and also to the Greek. It's my conviction that Paul is now the 12th of these uh, 12 disciples and that the message here is that 
the redemption of Christ is offered to all people. Galatians chapter 1, verse number 1 says, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. So we know Paul is an apostle, and I believe it makes sense that he would be the one to take Judas's place. Uh, he really connects us to the rest of the New Testament and to the rest of the world as the Great Commission goes forward, beginning in Jerusalem and then to the uttermost part of the earth. I want to draw your attention today to 1 Corinthians 15. Because 1 Corinthians 15 is Paul's own words under inspiration of the Holy Spirit about his relationship to Christ and to the original 12 disciples. It's the great resurrection chapter we know. It's a gospel chapter. 1 Corinthians 15 says this in verse 3, I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve, after that, he was seen of above 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And then he says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 8, and last of all, he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. Do you hear it here? He mentions all of the 12 disciples here, and then last of all, me also, one born out of due time. In other words, he too saw the resurrected Christ. He too was ordained to be an apostle. He too was included with these original followers of Christ, though late in the season, out of due time. And then in the verses that follow, he gives what I think are three marks of true followers of Jesus Christ, certainly of these original men. He says in verse number 9, For I am the least of the apostles, that am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. Here is a mark of humility, a man who understands he doesn't deserve it. It's all mercy. And then in verse 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Here's another mark of a true follower of Christ. The grace of God is working in him and working through him. Grace is not just something you get. It's something that stirs you to labor, to work. It's not just something you enjoy. It's something that motivates you to service. And then in verse number 11, he says, Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so ye believed. He said, look, it's not about whether it was the original men or me or anybody else. It's about who we preach, and that is Jesus Christ. That's a mark of a true disciple. He's deflecting praise and glory, all the attention goes to Jesus. When you study the 12, it brings you back to one. When you study these followers, it brings you to the leader. When you study the servants, it takes you to the master because in the end, it's all about Jesus. And so we can discuss this. We can debate it. Someday we'll know for sure when we get to glory and we see the names of those apostles and the foundation stones. I believe Paul is the one chosen of Christ to take Judas's place as one of the original apostles. But whether it was Paul or Matthias or someone else, whether you agree or disagree on that, let's agree on this. Here are the marks of true followers of Jesus Christ. Humility, grace, and the preaching and glorifying of one person, and that is Jesus Christ. Whether you are Peter, whether you are Paul, whether you are one of the unnamed disciples, anonymous, nobody knows you except for the Lord, let these things characterize you as you follow Jesus Christ. Remember that you are nothing. 
that none of us deserve any of the mercy we've received. We all have a past. Remember that it is the grace of God working in you, and the grace of God wants to work abundantly through you today. And then make it your business. Take it on as your God-given responsibility to preach the gospel, to point others to the Lord Jesus. You see, from the very beginning of Scripture, everything reproduces after its own kind. Disciples should reproduce disciples, and witnesses should reproduce witnesses. Real Christians should reproduce real Christians. In other words, it's our mission not to attract attention to ourselves, but rather to point all attention, all admiration, all adoration to the Lord Jesus Christ. Only Christ is worthy. I'll tell you this, we're going to be with those original disciples someday. We're all going to gather around the feet of Jesus at the throne of God and give him glory and praise for eternity. Are you looking forward to it? From this day till that day, may God help every one of us to be true followers of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us today as we looked into God's Word. It is our prayer that you will follow Christ and lead others to Him. Our world is desperate for truth and hope. Scott Pauley has written a new booklet on the need of our nation that addresses what believers can and should be doing at this time. Order your copy now at enjoyingthejourney.org. We'd love to hear from you and look forward to studying with you again next time on Enjoying the Journey.